This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Let's talk about Ira. You are likely familiar with the service they offer, connecting you with people who can be your eyes via your cell phone or other camera technology. They've risen in popularity. A lot of folks from the blind and low vision community use them. They've also signed all kinds of corporate partnerships over the years to be available in particular stores, airports, etc. Well, there's some price changes coming down the pipeline and involving some of the retail plans in 2023. So Stephen Scott is here to talk about some of those changes. Hey, good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm well. So I know you guys are going to delve deep into this on Double Tap Daily on AMI-audio later today. But what are some of these changes coming down the pipeline to Ira? So uh, first off, just to say, we're actually covering this on tomorrow's show, just to be totally clear. Okay, very good. That's one more strike Um, against Paul Daniel. Not at all. One more and Uh, I throw him out. (laughs) That sounds like it's a plan. I don't want to get into this. (laughs) But look, you know what? We we are covering it tomorrow. We're hoping to plan uh, to do it today. But uh, unfortunately, just due to timing, it's uh, going to be on tomorrow's show. And it's given us a chance to really delve into the detail here a bit more as to what's actually going on. So there are a number of things going on here. One is uh, in regards to the free five-minute plan, which is where someone who is called a guest explorer, someone who is not on a subscription, can call up once a day to uh, make a free five-minute call. And that's the first part that's changing. The second part is that anyone who's on a subscription can make a free call for five minutes at the beginning of their uh, call so that they don't actually have to use their minutes right away. So you'll pay per month for a number of minutes, be it 30 minutes or 90 minutes or however many. And you don't have to necessarily use all those minutes because those first five are free. That's also changing. And the third thing that's changing, as you've just mentioned, are the retail plans themselves. They are changing for new subscribers from January next year. But let, let's start off with the immediate part. Yeah, so from uh, yeah un, like, unpack that a little bit, Stephen, because we just took okay. a lot of numbers and jingo and lingo mm. and people. Break that down for me. Unpack that for me. So what we've got here, let's start with the free plan first. So the free plan is someone who can download the app. Any of us can download the app. We can call an IRA agent for free for five minutes, up to five minutes, and that call is free. Now, that is only available every 24 hours. So let's say you make a call at 10 a.m. You wouldn't be able to make another free five-minute call until tomorrow at 10 a.m. That's the first part that's changing, okay? So as of Monday, you won't be able to make a free five-minute call for another 48 hours. So you call on Monday at 10 a.m., you have to wait till Wednesday at 10 a.m. before you can make another free five-minute call. Ira are saying it's just costing so much money, and they're actually funding two out of every three calls that, that are being made. These agents are paid. These are not volunteers. This is a company that's trying to grow. Right. And they're saying it's time to to really start thinking about the the income here and how we are essentially, you know, giving people a service, especially those people who are paying for a service who are maybe being held up and not being able to get through because other people who are not paying are getting in first. And that's causing a bit of controversy in the community. So let's talk about some of that community reaction. I I think that that's probably the the biggest component here because this Mm. is a service that already has grown and taken a strong root inside the community. What has some of the initial reaction been? 
Well, initially, I, I think a lot of people felt that the free five-minute plan aspect of this, because, you know, price is going up. Look, on the retail plans, price is going up. That's kind of to be expected. I think we're expecting that across the board. All businesses are putting their prices up at the moment, so that's nothing new. But for people who are on the free plans, they are going to lose out here because they're not going to be able to make those five-minute calls as regularly, although it is only one every 24 hours. Some might argue that's not a lot. I've argued on the show, and I'll be talking to the guys from IRA on this tomorrow. Troy Attilio, the CEO, Janine Stanley is going to be joining me from the company as well on the show tomorrow with Sean to really kind of dig into, you know, look, frankly, if you're going to make a service so limiting, is it even worth having it at all? Mm. And actually, are there better ways to do this? Could it be like a pay-as-you-go, where you pay for every five minutes you're on the call? Like premium rate numbers, right? You can right, call up and right. you, you know, you're, you're, you're charged every minute of the call. So I think there's other ways to do this, potentially. And I'll be interested to hear what Ira have to say on that. So I think that's going to be the biggest uh, controversy. Although, initial reaction I've seen has been quite supportive. They're saying, look, this is a business trying to make money. It cannot be done for nothing. And people can't be paid out of nothing. Yeah. So that's that's the initial reaction I'm seeing. So so yeah. So we've sort of discussed the free side of this. That that now mm-hmm. it's going to be five minutes every forty eight hours. What about some of those paid subscriptions for like what we'll call the more hardcore users? Okay. So first up, you have the free five minutes, which I didn't really understand when I became a subscriber because I thought, hang on, I'm paying for minutes but I'm not getting to use them because I've got these free five minutes. That's also changing as well. So right now you can call up every four hours and every time you call in in, uh, every four hours, your first five minutes are free. That's moving to every 12 hours. Uh, It's a bit confusing in some ways. And, you know, people who are like me are paying for (laughs) this. Numbers numbers in broadcasting never necessarily go so well together. (laughs) No, But, but but it's important to note that essentially once a day or once every, well, twice a day, actually, you can make a call and the essentially 10 minutes of that call are free, uh, which is interesting because I didn't know that as a subscriber. Um, But that, again, kind of leads into the question of, well, why is that free? Because I'm paying for it. I'm paying for minutes. I'm happy to use them. So what happens to all these unused minutes at the end of a month if we're struggling to you know, have have people use the service who can't afford it? Could they benefit perhaps from those unused minutes? I think there's lots of questions here about what they're they're trying to do. And then, of course, on the retail plans, what I can tell you is that there are no actual numbers yet. But what we have been told is that the prices are going up and they are going to be steep rises in the subscriptions for the IRA service. So, you know, clearly they're trying to find ways to make more money. I don't think they're getting the level of corporate partnerships that they were perhaps hoping would pay for a lot of the services they yeah. provide. Well, th- those are some of the dominoes that were falling. I remember especially early last year, early 2021, throughout that year, mm. we saw major airports partnering with IRA, major stores, retailers partnering with IRA. And it seems like that news has dried up a little bit. Yeah, and that's the problem. And of course, a lot of people have invested a lot of time, a lot of money as well into the service, you know, personally, for example, with Envision glasses. You know, people may have bought the glasses. Now, of course, Envision glasses do a lot of other things, as we've talked about here. They do lots of things. But of course, one reason a lot of people were interested in them was because it had the IRA functionality. Now, that's not to say that you couldn't use the Envision Ally feature on there, which is similar in that you would choose people who are your allies, like your phone friends on, on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, <laughs> uh, you know, who's going to help me sort the socks today. And, uh, you know, you can call them up and be an ally and you can be on that call as much as you like. And it doesn't really call you, cost you anything other than the data connection. So that's something. And it also, let's not forget Be My Eyes. 
Be My Eyes is a fantastic volunteer-led service. So if you are struggling with IRA, if you think, I just can't afford to get on the plans, then you might want to think about something like Be My Eyes and using that instead. Although, I always say this, be very careful about what you're showing them. Don't ask them to read your bank statements or you know check out personal information because they are volunteers. Right. And as much as Be My Eyes do their best, they can't be certain of every single person you're contacting. Essentially, it's like calling a stranger. So treat it in that way. But at least there's an alternative out there. And you still get that free five-minute call, which for some people might be just enough in a, in a, in a bind, in a situation where you just really need a pair of eyes you can trust. Mm-hmm. It might be the service to go to. And I think that's kind of what I are. Are, are pitching this at the moment. Yeah, there's always a nefarious Dave Brown out there who's uh, looking to swoop on opportunity. Mm-hmm. you got to be careful yeah, with yes. these volunteers like uh, like Dave, Dave Brown. Uh, Stephen, yeah. as I broaden this out a little bit, this is not necessarily uncommon in the tech world where prices will be kept artificially low to get people's feet in the door. Uh, exactly. For example, in the early days of Uber, Oftentimes, Uber was eating 5 to $7 of every ride for the sake of getting users into the, into the, in, into the app. Same thing with uh, food delivery services, that for a long time there were low service fees or no service fees, and next thing you know, boom, those are getting jacked up once you get to a critical service space. I mean, we don't need to look much further than streaming and entertainment, right? How often those bills go up on a month-to-month basis or six-month-to-month basis. So this is not necessarily an uncommon practice in the tech world to say, we are going to make it as appealing as possible for you to walk in the front door. But as our business grows, or we do need to grow our business, especially in eras of higher, in eras of higher interest rates, that sometimes is going to trickle back at the consumer. That said, I think that some people just find it a little harder to digest when it's an accessibility service. Yeah, but it's the same across the board, as you say. And, you know, we've just heard that Amazon are going to be laying off roughly 10,000 yeah, staff. Yeah. They're saying that the Amazon Echo has really been, you know, in, in terms of a device, a success, but in terms of a service, a complete failure. It has lost up to $3 billion this year, potentially, Oof. and $5 billion the year before. This is not making money. And, you know, we're starting to see this across the tech industry. This year in particular, We've seen the wheels start to come off in some big ways. You know, Apple are on a hiring freeze. You know, Amazon are getting rid of people. Facebook have got rid of 11,000 people. Twitter laying people off. And, of course, everyone can look at Elon Musk and what's going on there. But there are deeper problems at these companies. They have a lot of staff. They have a lot of outgoings. And they don't have much in the way of income. And it seems odd because you think, well, hang on a minute. During the pandemic, we were all buying from Amazon. We were all buying stuff. How do they not make money? But, you know, it's much deeper and it's much more complex than that. And I I think that we're starting to see this really impact and it will always impact on companies that sell niche products most. Yeah. And we're starting to see that. And, And, you know, it's a question of whether you want to support that. I've put forward some ideas on the show this week. I think as a community, if we want the service to survive, those of us who can should. And, you know, if there was a way we could pay it forward for someone or, you know, there was a way we could essentially invest our unused minutes like air miles right, you know, into right. a pot that people could benefit from, that I'd be up for that. I'd say, Do you know, what? I'm paying for a plan that gives me 200 minutes. If I don't use all of them, if there's 30 left, give it to someone else. That's right. You know, so there's ways to do this. And I think that's where the community is good. You know, it's difficult with something like Amazon or Apple, huge companies with a huge user base. But with a, you know, especially in our, in our case, in a blind community. 
there's not as much of there's not as many of us. So yeah. we could potentially get together and actually sort this out, you know, for ourselves and for other people and help each other out. This may Listen be to me. This is this is like awesome. This is Stephen Scott <laughs> consulting. This beats out Dave Brown consulting. No, no, nobody comes to us for economic advice here, economic analysis on the show because we're all just a bunch but, of amateurs. Well, that's. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say, I will say, if I can sort of just tap dance on this for a second. That really this era of tech growth started in earnest in the mid-2000s, but really, really blew up around the economic collapse of 2008. Like that's when we saw the major fangs, the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Amazons and the Netflixes. That's around the time they started to explode. And it was in the economic collapse of 08 when we've had historically low interest rates for like 14 years. And that changes the way that people perceive business, that people can speculate when interest levels are interest rates are low because people can borrow money at almost no consequence. It's easy for venture capitalists. It's easy for other individuals to borrow money. As soon as you start looking at interest rates essentially tripling, quadrupling over the course of the last couple of years, or really the last year, all of a sudden your less than profitable or barely profitable business becomes a serious situation because the capital dries up. When people talk about a recession, oftentimes it is man-made because we decide to put ourselves into a recession. Yeah, and you can go further than that as well because if you look at companies, the way they're laid out, the way they're built is to grow every single year. Yes. So, you know, this is why you end up with a situation where there's a new iPhone every year. There doesn't need to be one, but because the company needs to make money every single year and needs to grow its earnings every single year to satisfy the shareholders, this is how you end up in this mess. You know, if you had a situation where, you know, there are other ways to run businesses, right? And of course, everyone wants to make money and I get it. And I'm not against people making money, but surely to God, there's a limit somewhere. And, you know, it doesn't seem to me that even though everyone's making money, it's actually transpiring into anything particularly positive. I mean, if, if, if that was the case, then, you know, Jeff Bezos can make all his money, but Amazon would still be able to run the ecosystem, right? And it would right, still be okay. Right. There are people writing into our show now who are terrified that this thing goes away because it has such impact on their lives. Mm-hmm. This is more than just a gadget to disable people. Yeah. So, you know, when, when we see headlines like, you know, well, maybe this is it, it's finished. That's, that terrifies people, and, and that's the problem. You know, we, we really, we're in a very precarious position this year, and it's, I did not think we'd be in this place. I didn't think I'd be talking like this in November of this year. Yeah, yeah. Or, where are we, December? Whatever Into we are. December. Time is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. No, it, it, it's exactly. been a wild year, Stephen, a wild, wild year. Yeah. Stephen, we're flat out of time today, but you have yourself a great day, a great show. I look forward to hearing the IRA conversation on tomorrow's edition of Double Tap Daily. All the best to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.